is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And the website itself, freetalklive.com, is far more interactive this year than it has ever been in the past. If you haven't been yet in 2010, head on over to freetalklive.com. Create yourself an account. You can submit uh, news items. You can submit videos, audio, blog posts, whatever you want that you think our listeners all enjoy. They can vote them up and vote them down, and so can you. freetalklive.com. So let's start things out here tonight with a story I've been teasing all week. We haven't had a chance to get to it. It's from copblock.org. And this it's about uh, something that's been going on over in the UK. And what we tend to find is that in some ways the UK is just a little more police state than the United States. Just a, just a little bit more. Though the UK, I don't know if they have the uh, the roving checkpoints that the United States government's border patrol does. So it's, it may be a toss-up, but in some areas certainly more so. And this is kind of a unique uh, little program from the police. This according to... Studenthousing.co.uk Police burglars who help themselves to valuables in student houses have had to stop their crime prevention campaign because they realized they were breaking the law. A police team of 16 officers entered 50 homes in Exeter, piled up possessions like laptops, personal stereos, and game consoles, and then left them in a bag marked swag with a note explaining what had happened. Neighborhood beat manager PC Rob Bolt said, We expected to find some insecure properties, but were amazed by the number left open. Neighborhood officers are trying to find new ways to try to encourage people to keep their homes secure. Now, this story should ring a few bells if you've listened to the show for uh, for a little while, because there have been other similar stories, even happening here in the United States, where the police will, for instance, uh, try car doors in a parking lot. And uh, if your car door is unlocked, they'll hop on into your car and supposedly just leave you a nice little note. And in many cases, they'll actually lock your car door. So if you happen to leave your keys in the car, then your keys will be locked. Uh, you'll be locked out of your car the next morning. But uh, nonetheless, th- this isn't an unfamiliar story. It's just a little more outrageous than the car thing because they're actually going into people's homes, collecting your stuff up, putting it in a bag, and then leaving you a note saying, well, if we were real burglars, we would have taken these things. So what happened to the police? They say that, well, we don't want to create an atmosphere of fear, but it's important people know most burglars get in through open windows and doors. Unfortunately, the police didn't realize they had no power of entry without an invitation or warrant and could be sued for trespass by the occupants of the houses they illegally entered. They never even considered it. Police say they won't enter homes without permission. They won't do it again. Though we've been naughty boys. Well, we won't do it again. We're so sorry. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's that's how much they believe they own your property. They didn't even think that they might be breaking the law by walking into your house, gathering your crap up, putting it in a sack, and leaving you a little a Why little naughty note. Why it, should they? When they murder somebody, it's not murder. Isn't this just another example of the camel's nose under the tent? They do it, and then they back off. Oh, we're sorry. Mm, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, they get people used to the idea, and then after a while, they'll just do it. This happen, is happening in so many different areas, it makes me sick. The burglary blitz followed a series of real-life crimes at student properties and the, in the area, lots of uh, whatever that is. Devin and Cornwall police spokesman said this was carried out with the best of intentions. We do accept that entering properties to leave the bags could be deemed as trespass. 
This was a one-off that we will not be repeating. Good. Burglary, the offense the police were trying to highlight, is when a person dishonestly enters a building without permission with intent to steal or commit a serious criminal criminal offense. Yeah, they didn't commit burglary. Or commits a theft. Because the police officers had no dishonest intent, they cannot be accused of burglary, but they still entered property without permission, which could be construed as a civil offense of trespass. What about uh, vandalism? They didn't break and enter. They just opened no, no. unlocked doors. They took my crap and they threw it. They strewed it. That's they true. Sh- you know, put it in they a, put it in in a, a sack. bag. I mean, are you telling me of all the uh, consumer electronics that they picked up and put in bags, they didn't break any of it? Mm. That's a good point. I mean, to me, this sounds like vandalism and uh, trespassing. I don't know why trespassing is called a civil offense in, in England, because it's sure a criminal one in the United States. Right, And but, but good luck getting any of them brought up on charges, right? Because the government is in charge of the prosecutor's office, and so therefore, if you come to them and say, well, I want this, this They'll police... say, fill out this complaint form. Yeah, and, uh, and which is administrative, and they yeah. can file it in the circular file. And they will. And so then you go you back later on and you say, well, look, I've got evidence that the cops broke into my home here. It's your note. You left this here. This is from your department. We don't have any uh, paperwork on that, sir. I'm it's sorry. It's pretty clear that you broke into my apartment and, uh, I, you know, I would like some restitution for the amount of time I had to spend putting my stuff back and here. polishing off your greasy, donut-stained hand fingerprints. Fill out this administrative complaint form. No, I already filled one of those administrative complaint forms out. Where is my complaint right now? I don't see any evidence of you having filled one of those out. Look, I don't want to call you crazy or anything, but that's what the evidence leads me to believe. Or the other answer could be, well, that's an under investigation right now. We can't comment on yeah, the open case. Yeah, that's the other choice. So you that, know, this actually happened. A friend of ours is uh, was is complaining to the police department about something that happened, and the 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 lady there, uh, at, at, you know, is either the police department or the mayor's office or whatever it is. She she actually said, look. You sound crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what, you know, that was her statement. Wow. So. Protect and serve. Yeah. You know, be, be careful of that crazy word. You know, back in the Soviet Union, they used to, they, that's how they locked a lot of people up. They deemed them crazy because their political ideas were not mainstream. And a lot of gulags were filled with people that were labeled crazy. Yep. When you look at this story, it is just amazing, isn't it, though? I mean, the police just walking into people's homes, taking their stuff, putting it in a bag in the middle of the room, and then... It uh, sounds crazy, the... Ian. Yeah. You it must crazy. be crazy for believing this. It, it is crazy. What's the next step here? Are they going to just start hiding out in your home, waiting in a closet, <laughs> you know, wearing a balaclava, and then grab you? Could have been a rapist! Yeah. <laughs> We're the police here to keep you safe. After you've had a heart holding, attack. Holding a knife to your throat. See? Could make, could, we could have slit your throat, but we didn't. Just could, to, yeah. here's, your, here's your naughty note. It could make police work a lot more entertaining. God, it's Crazy. so disturbing. And, of course, you're forced to pay for it. So, you know, you didn't, number one, ask them for this service. You come home one night from a long day at work. You want to kick back, watch your new Blu-ray or your DVD or play you know, some sort of uh, console game. And you <laughs> there find it is in a sack with your PlayStation 3 shoved through the screen. Right. <laughs> Oh, so right okay. there in the middle, of, and then how creepy would that be too? When you come into your home from a from a day out or whatever, a out, lot of people after um, after a uh, a break in will say that they feel violated. They don't feel yeah. safe in their own homes. I wonder I mean, even how though they left the door unlocked. Still, it's it is a violation. I I, I didn't lock my door on my house for years. Hmm. Um, I, I you know I I didn't have any where I lived. I just never felt I had a reason to. Yeah. In Florida, yeah, really. What do you think the cops would? What do you think the cops? States. What do you think they would do if they uh, came in unannounced, just walked in as you were not there, and found a bong out on your table, or uh, found a you know firearm or something like that? Perhaps they'd uh, uh, put a little naughty note in the bong. Yeah. (laughs) 
And mm, what if, shouldn't leave your bong out. Yeah, maybe, I have, maybe, I have a feeling. Maybe smoke a few shots. I had a feeling. That's, if, po- that's a possibility. If it wasn't for illegal for us to be in your house, we'd get you, you'd be in big trouble for this bong and this uh, <laughs> 38 special. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Although, who knows, man? I mean, maybe they'll plant something in there if they don't like you. I mean, this is you a know, really dangerous. This is. A, I was thinking area. about this last night, and um, it's a cops com- breaking in. Actually, cops in general. Um, okay. you know, it's a common practice for law enforcement officers to say something before they, they shake you down or whatever and say, do you have anything on you that if I find um, you're going to be in trouble or something like that? You know, mm-hmm. Basically, they ask you, so if you got anything that I need to, to know about before I shake you down so that you can tell them, oh, yeah, I've got some weed shoved in my pocket or whatever. But doesn't yeah. that kind of sound like a threat? At the same time, well, it's always couldn't the answer be, look, officer, I've got whatever you say I've got because you've got all the power. Quit toying with me. Look, if you want to bribe, dude, just ask for it. Oh, my God. I mean, what what's it sound like to you? Doesn't it? I mean, that's their common practice is to say yeah, well, something like, you know, if do you have anything on you that I, I might, you know, that that I might need to know about. But at the same time, doesn't it sound like, you know, I'm going to plant something on you? I'm going to do I whatever I want. It is intimidating. I mean, everything yeah. they do is intimidating. They they have an they have guns and stuff. It sounds like he just doesn't want to frisk you and he wants you to rat yourself out. That's what it is. Yeah. They, well, they 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 could miss it. I, I that's true. I, I I got shook down with. Uh, I think it was I think it was three hundred contraband dollars in prison, and the lieutenant didn't find it. Sweet eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Cops get to break in. They can just apologize. No problem. Free talk line. Do you need a new computer, but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got various different ways for you to listen in. Live streams, broadband and dial-up versions, a webcam, as well as listen lines, which allow you to listen in via any phone that can dial long distance. It's all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. If you're looking to get gold or silver, um, check out gold.freetalklive.com. Uh, free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources. They're our syndicate, and not only are you going to uh, get some great rates on gold and silver coins that you get to possess in your hands, but... You get to support Free Talk Live and uh, Midas Resources, uh, you know, the, the the syndicate that brings us to you in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here. We'll take your phone calls about whatever you want coming up. Topless protest in Portland. We will uh, explain what happened there. You can also bring up anything. We go to your phone calls first to George in D.C. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, for to- yay for topless protest. <laughs> hey, dude, what's on your mind tonight? 
Hey, uh, well, I was just wondering, Ian, do you own stock in the Spirit Airlines or Ryanair by any chance? I don't own stock. Why do you ask? <laughs> I, I asked that because um, Spirit, I just read this article that Spirit Airlines now wants to charge people not only to check their bags, but now to carry them on, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cheap, but Ryanair takes the cake. What do you, what, why? Yeah. Because they want to um, charge you to use the toilet on Ryanair. <laughs> $1.50. Yeah, n- no joke. And on top of that, they want to take two out of the three toilets out so they can put six more seats there on the plane. Wow. So you got a Disneyland long line, and then you got to pay. And if you don't have the coin, it's, it's going to be a coin-operated thing. So if you don't got coins, well, you don't got bills or plastic, you are SOL. I am sure they will give you coins. Uh, I'm or sure a big happily, bottle of water. They'll happily <laughs> change whatever or amount. Or a diaper. So <laughs> this is one of the ways that airlines are trying to uh, get down their advertised price for tickets. But people aren't dumb. They're going to figure this stuff out. And uh, I don't know if the... And will the market stand for this kind of uh, treatment? Maybe they will. Uh, maybe some people. Maybe there's a significant amount of people out there that say, "Ah, it's a two-hour flight. I can hold it. I need to save the buck fifty. <laughs> I I can't imagine many people that. Being I would that think way, that it would incentiv- incentivize people to stay in the bathroom longer, though. Uh, like to get their dollar fifties worth, and, then, and, and they're, thereby uh, you know mitigating the the value that they get out of the the bathroom in the first place. Okay. Yeah, Spirit, Spirit defends their um, decision to do it, saying that um, well we don't want passengers subsidizing other passengers um, things for the carry on. Like they try to um, view, view it as subsidizing. Like if you don't bring carry on bags, or you just fine for like a business meeting and not bringing any bags. Yeah. Why should you pay for something else? It's like that's Stupid. They're hmm. trying to say that the South, like airlines that don't charge you for either checked or carry on or socialists like JetBlue well, Southwest. No, the I mean, they're, they're just trying to they're just trying to differentiate themselves in a marketplace full of airlines that in many ways are very very similar and they're uh, trying to market towards the more frugal audience the save a buck kind of folks. I don't know that, that necessarily these these. I mean, can you get much cheaper than Southwest Airlines? I mean. I don't know. Yeah, and they offer two check bags for free, and they still make a profit, and they still give you, I think, a soda for free, maybe, I think. Yeah, they do. Soda and JetBlue, too. So, so that for for people like us, then it's an easy uh, choice. I mean, uh, obviously, we're not even going to consider the Ryan. I never even heard of them. Ryanair, Euro- European. Yeah, it's in, it's in Europe, right there. Yeah. It's one of the, it's a British airline, I think. Okay, and Spirit go, is an American uh, company. Yeah, yeah, it's a domestic one. They fly, like for example, they'll fly live from out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I think that's one of their big hubs. And then, like, if you want a really cheap flight to the Caribbean, you take yeah, yeah. them. If you I I uh, you know I I like the idea of having uh, my bag included and being able to go to the bathroom anytime I want without having to have a pocket full of change. So I won't be flying those airlines, and the market will decide if they, you know, if they are uh, viable or not. Maybe they will be. Yeah, even, Some even people are looking for the dirt, dirt cheap option, you know. And and in a down economy, it, it, perhaps they will be incredibly popular with, you know, just cutting it service to the bone. I don't I don't believe it. Greyhound. What's that about <laughs> Greyhound? <laughs> They should merge with Greyhound. I mean, they should just say screw it. <laughs> Greyhound Airlines. They should have. 
they should have six foot berths uh, that uh, if everybody has to lie flat and they only get one foot, you know, you only get one foot above you. Fat people. Oh, have you two. read that um, Onion article uh, off of United <laughs> um, treating going to start treating you know, passengers like cordwood. I'm just I'm just that kind of comic genius, actually. Did you really? You didn't read the no, article. I did not. Thanks for the call, George. Nice hearing from you as always. 800-259-9231. A man on the inside of America's airports. Uh, that's uh, TSA, George. By the way. I'm really disappointed that Hooters Airlines didn't make it. It's a shame. It's a darn shame. <laughs> Did you ever fly them, uh, Wayne? No, but I wanted Guess to. that's why, right? You have to, well, you have to go out. For get... every guy that said, you know, I really wanted to fly Hooters, but I do have a wife. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But it also My has to be convenient. Right you know, the, the airports that you customarily fly out of have to be serviced by that. Right, and they only have a handful. Serviced by, <laughs> by <laughs> Hooters Airlines. Yeah. Yeah, they only yeah, have I'm a few sorry, airlines. You just cannot airports. justify uh, the, the the flight on Hooters airline. It, it, it would have to be, it would have to be markedly less costly than uh, the other airline for you know some, a guy to get a, your average guy to get away with it. For ten percent more, I would do it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe twenty. I don't know. It depends. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, let's go to Kelly in Pennsylvania. Kelly, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Kelly. Hi. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight, Kelly? I was talking to, I want to say, my 86-year-old landlord. And, you know, we, we have a lot to learn from elders. Um, He suggested, and I don't know if this is true, that... Fluoride is a byproduct of aluminum, aluminum, which is very hard to dispose, and that would be the reason for it being in our water. Is this? Have you ever heard of this? I've heard that uh, that that uh, putting fluoride in the water is a is a way I, to dispose of of a waste product. Uh, you know, the waste product fluoride. I've also heard that the American Dental um, Association, the ADA, says that uh, you know fluoride in the water reduces the incident of ca- cavities. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Oh, cool. I tend, you, you I don't tend believe to believe the, the, the association of dentists. Yeah, well, uh, Major George Racy also said that they mm-hmm. put it in Siberian prison camps to make pe- people dull and cow-like as well. Mm-hmm. That's I right. just had never heard the uh, whole byproduct thing. Well, I, 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 my water comes from a mountain. Um, it, it flows down the side of a mountain. I've got a dug well. And um, so I'm, I'm certain there's no fluoride in my water. Sure. But I have lived in, um, in, in a city before where I did have treated fluoride water. Yeah. And and I don't feel any different. Largely, I didn't drink water from a tap anyway. They don't have that up here, by the way, in, in Keene, where we are. There's no fluoride in the, in the water correct. up here. And but I don't I agree think with you, our, our people aren't chomping at the bit um, looking for a revolution yeah, I here. Feel, I, I feel think no that different. people are dull, cow-like, and doe-eyed mm-hmm. um, and by nature. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. She laughs, but I, ha- I think, how can you disagree with that statement? People want to go along to get along, and they don't want to stick their heads up and, and uh, be noticed. Well, I've read in f- several sources that <clears throat> fluoride actually is a byproduct of, of the processing of nu- nuclear fuel, nuclear waste. And they, they actually being able to sell fluoride rather than having to pay to dispose it is is brilliant business plan. Nuclear waste. I'd heard it was uh, petroleum, so who knows what the truth is, right? 800-259-9231. If you add it to your gas, you'll get 100 miles to the gallon. (laughs) Take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever is on (laughs) your mind. (laughs) This is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Inviting you to our website. We've got a lot of different ways for you to keep in the loop with Free Talk Live. You can get signed up for our news updates. Get them via email, follow our Twitter profile, or do the Facebook fan page thing. It's your choice how you want to receive them. Go to news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls here. Uh, Coming up, topless women in Portland. What happened? We'll go first to Ryan in Florida. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. The in Wayne and Mark. Hello, Ryan, you're on the air. Ryan. You're on the air, Ryan, going once. Going twice. Let's put him back on hold. Maybe he'll come back later. Let's try Peter. Maybe we have the wrong name or something. Peter in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, yes. This is a call from Peter. Hi, Peter. I uh, talked to you uh, about a month ago about a previous call. Rich, who was having problems with uh, feeding too many cats, and I called in to say that <clears throat> y'all had lost that argument because you ca- accused him of being a bigot and... Um, Y'all didn't remember the call. Oh, you were the guy that, that uh, sounded like somehow you'd known about us possibly getting on a radio station in Orlando, right? Yes. Ah, yes, yes. So what was you're on your mind to re- tonight? You're supposed to remember other things, though. Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> as for the airlines, I think I would pay people not to use the bathroom on the flight I'm on. I want that option. You would, as a customer, you would pay other customers not to use the restroom? Yes. And the reason uh, for that is what? Have you been on a commuter flight and sat right next to the toilet? That's no fun. Nobody likes that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or on Greyhound. That's awful. That's even worse, I think. But on the big planes, I, like the 737, um, I've never noticed any problems. Hmm. Well, that blue they, stuff in there to keep the odor they down. They continue to make better, better airplanes, but they do nothing or very little about the indoor air quality. Hmm. I always they, get sick when, generally get sick when I fly. A two-hour flight or more, you have a uh, very high chance of getting sick, and uh, discuss that with your doctor. But the airlines, just uh, the airplane manufacturers, sell on speed to the airlines, and uh, and then they try to sell that to us on, I guess, baggage handling or something. Anyways, uh, what, you'll have to start uh, your own I, airline, Peter, and uh, get out there and compete. <laughs> um, I'm calling back on this. Uh, I have to understand a little bit. I had thought that uh, Rich had called in with his cat problem uh, uh, earlier in the month, but I think it was more than a month ago. I have I no I idea you. what that what you're referencing. Well, I, I barely remember that, what I talked about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what's great is that I have found it, and I can play a portion of it until you're happy with that. So we'll see where it is. I want, Then you can tell me who it is who came in and accused the guy while he was talking of racism when he hadn't brought it up, that was kind of a PC attack, um, which, you know, PC is a... All right, let's, let it roll, Peter. Let's hear All right. it. Now, if you want to interrupt, I, I'm watching you on the cam, so wave your arms up and down. <laughs> this is uh, experimental. Go for it. I don't it. know if it's yeah, real time. I won't be able to okay. see. Okay, here we go. Forum. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind going to Rich in Connecticut. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, another illegal immigration call. Sorry about that. Oh no, don't don't apologize. What's on your mind tonight? Um, you know, 
All right, was that you waving your arms up and down? No, no, nothing's going well, on. Well, I think you were getting a lag from when we waved our arms up and down when you said to wave your arms up and down. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't know how well this is going to work, but... Right, well, uh, okay, we'll give you more going. lag time. That sounded right. like Ian on, on, on the phone there. You guys came from Florida. You moved to New Hampshire. I'm a former Southern California guy. I moved to Connecticut. I'm also a Free State Project member, just ready to buy real estate, especially in this market. Uh, right. I actually have my eye on a place right now. Um I think you guys are putting the proverbial cart in front of the horse. I'm not against immigration, but you guys seem to be all game for it before we put some controls on the welfare process, and that's what concerns me. This is a common was, uh, this is a common process of reasoning by people that are sort of you know liberty oriented in general, but concerned about immigration. The idea that well, you know, I like the idea of immigration, but we just need to take care of this welfare problem first. In the meantime, we need to build a fence and put machine guns up and stop these people from coming here. Right. There's 20 million yeah. immigrants in this country. You understand that, right? Illegal. Absolutely. 25, maybe. Right. And, and so nothing's stopping them from coming. So do you propose that we stop them from coming and then, uh, you know, spend the whatever uh, five or three four to five years that it takes to uh, get whatever political process to make that happen, especially with, at this point, a Democratic uh, House, Senate, and uh, White House? Um, do, you, do you propose we push that way, or do you propose that we spend that uh, that same political capital if, as if either of these things is really going to happen? Um, <laughs> um, right. But the people in Washington and big businesses don't want illegal immigration stopped, okay? And um, also the people in Washington and the people in big business don't want welfare and government programs and big government programs stopped. So... The arguing back and forth on this issue, really, there is no point. And more importantly, who are you punishing? I mean, why do you want to punish uh, immigrants for, like like Mark said, the welfare system was put into place by the process, the political process here? I mean, why? it's not their fault. I mean, they, they, they have every right to, to try and work hard for a living. There's anyone else. And so oh, I, don't Dale, really... I, I would break right into this country to work if that was the option that I had. I adopted a cat a couple of months ago, and I'm sitting on the floor right now. This is not my talking point, but I feed this cat because I adopted it. I want it here. But if 50 cats broke into my house and were eating and nobody told me I couldn't stop it from eating the food that I bought from the store, $7.99 a darn uh, bag, uh, I think I need to control the cat population before I uh, you know, okay, but, talk about but anything else. I hear you, but why are you complaining about the brown people that are eating your food instead of the white people that are eating your food? Because there's a lot. Brown? Have you met the Irish immigrants that have been breaking into the Boston okay, metropolitan but, area? Okay, but whether they're citizens or not, they're, they're partaking of a welfare system that is the problem. And so it is Agreed. still irrelevant to talk about whether they're immigrants or not when you're talking about the welfare system. Right. How, many, control, how many Dale, That's all I'm asking for. How many control, immigrants? But you want to kind control of control certain people and not others. That's no. what's bothering me. About Go ahead and run us some ideas by me, because I've heard them all before. Give me something. Give me something fresh. How are you going to control them? Uh, invite the invite the nurses, invite the doctors, invite the top radio talk show hosts, invite all the people who can come here and prosper and add something to the business. Not if if I had uh, you know lung cancer and I'm from. Uh, Guam, uh, Guam's an American territory, sorry, if I'm from Thailand, I might want to move here to get some free medical care to take care of my lung cancer. 
that's probably not the guy we want to invite in to pay for his expenses. You didn't answer invite my question. In, invite the nurse from India who has some skills who can contribute something and okay, you know, join so the you party. You have not answered my question. I, I asked you, how do you want to control them? You said, I want to send out some invitations. And that doesn't answer the question about how you want to control people. It's a fence, Ian. It's no fence. Okay. Not, I'm going to break in now. Okay? You serious? Uh, you it's George, fence. right? Uh, it's Peter. Gentlemen, Peter. I know you're Peter. from Florida. I'm from Southern California. I've seen the fence. I've, I've, I've lived Peter, there. Peter, I don't know there. how long this goes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes our conversation would be a segment. Peter, are you there? We'll just have to have our board out, pot him down, because this is really technically incorrect. Go ahead. Well, I I'm, um, I did hear the part about the cats, and uh, Dale uh, was our, our part-time co-host on that one. There, you, Are you there, Peter? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I, I heard the part about the uh, the brown people, if that's what you're referring to, and that yeah. was Dale, our part-time co-host. Um, he is in on generally on Thursday nights, um, I believe, and he didn't call the man a bigot. What he said was... Um, well, why do you want to focus on the brown people? I didn't hear the guy say anything about brown people specifically, but I do believe generally that the um, the, yeah. the immigration, sir. Yeah, I don't. I think you maybe want to hear the rest of it before you start defending. Okay, great. How, how long does this go on for? I have to ask because well, sometimes we have well, lengthy me, conversations with uh, uh, with interesting callers, well, okay. and it's like listening to my show with a tin patient. can. I saw you in the studio listening very patient. Of course, you're listening to yourselves, and I'm sure you're just as fascinated. Well, uh, I have probably the worst voice in radio, so it kind of makes me cringe. <laughs> Tell you what, hang on, Peter, we'll bring you back. Uh, I don't know how this is. Technically, it would have made more sense had he just sent me the time code. We could have pulled up the audio here from the studio. would have sounded a lot better. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here in moments. Peter, attempting to hold our feet to the flames. We'll find out if uh, that happens in moments. Thousands of years ago... From the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, just shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We're back with Peter in Florida. Peter called us weeks ago and uh, t- attempted to call us out on us, uh, one of us, allegedly uh, saying something about uh, something derogatory towards uh, one of our callers discussing the issue of immigration, specifically calling him a racist or something to that effect. Uh, as I recall your call, Peter, and now you're back. You have uh, unearthed the archive of which you are speaking, and you've been playing it back for us. Unfortunately, it's uh, you're playing our show through your phone, and uh, I, I feel like I'm being excessively tolerant and allowing. You are this such really... an audiophile. I Everybody am an can audiophile. Hear it, hear it fine. I know you can hear it fine. That's why I'm letting it go because it actually does sound crisp. You you can actually understand what uh, what is being said. Uh, so Peter 
is back with us here. How much more do we have here, Peter, in this uh, in this clip before the real have? gotcha comes on? Um, well, the gotcha I think was uh, interrupting to accuse him about the little brown people. He, this guy's conversation goes on for four minutes, then he's off. Whereupon um, there is more discussion about him being a bigot after he's gone, and that is led apparently not by Dale but by Ian. When I called you all up weeks ago and asked you about that, you didn't remember, but then you discussed that it was okay because people who call about immigration have an aura of bigotry. Many times they are bigots. Sometimes. I mean, let's let's say it it this way most accurately. They are on the same side as the bigots. Here, I'll tell you what. I've got something I can play for you if you want, Peter. That's what I'm calling about. Go ahead. What you want to do is to deal with their statement, not their, not who they are, and not their, quote, tone. Those are lower levels of attacking what he's saying, your caller is saying. Um, the PC comes in because I think you're establishing that these are not immigrants calling in. So you've said... If this was a Mexican complaining about Mexican immigration, you probably want to uh, query him as to why he's a bigot, why he doesn't like brown people. Because of that, because your level of discourse and discussion is based upon who you're discussing with, that is what is known, used to be known, as PC. Now, PC has well, actually, somebody who is point of information, somebody who is of Mexican descent and is a so-called citizen versus a so-called illegal immigrant is still, uh, if they're against so-called illegal immigrants, is still bigoted. Okay, but regardless of this, and you continue to to try to support your position rather than dealing with Look, Peter, let me say something. State. Let me say okay, something that's very clear here. Uh, if I to- if I called that guy a bigot, then I apologize for that. If I was talking in generalities about a lot of immigra- uh, anti-immigration callers that we have, then I was talking in generalities and not specifically uh, targeting him because a number of the people that we do have call this show sound pretty darn bigoted. Let me play some audio for you, Peter. Let's just uh, talk live. go with this. I can speak for many of thousands. I don't fear illegals. I don't want them here and their filth that they bring with and the disease that they bring with. All the people who work in the stores and the markets and the restaurants are overwhelmingly Hispanic, and they seem very clean and be doing a fine job here and I Never heard anything about problems with disease. For you to defend the illegal immigrants, and I'm not sure, as I said earlier, which host at what time is very condescending. Um, Madam, I will defend anybody that is peaceful and looking for a better life for themselves. We well, already pointed I out. I, I don't defend them. I, I wish that people like you. You say that Mexicans are filthy, and you call me condescending, lady. You say no, they're I, disease ridden and filthy, and they, I'm condescending. And they are. And they are. And You're I outrageous. Do live Get her out of here. Thank you for the she's, call. She's had all her rope. She's hung herself. Pre-talk. Long. So, would you call that lady a, a bigot? Just curious, Peter. Well, see, here's the thing. You didn't uh, attack her underlying um, question. You could have said, "Okay, uh, let's look at um, the underlying question. What was she saying? She's saying they're disease ridden. What else did she say?" Filthy. They're filthy. Said they're filthy. Okay, they're filthy. All right, so you separate that, and then you would counter with this. Well, let's examine. How would we um, see what, what do you mean by filthy? Do you mean 
Yeah, we actually had that conversation. But you don't have to have that uh, conversation, Peter, because if you say a group of people, whoever they are, like white people are lazy, big-mouthed <laughs> idiots, like that's a bigoted statement. Or people that are from America are fat and stupid. That's a bigoted statement, and one that's not uncommon around the world. Right. We don't have to get into a, an extensive uh, discussion you, okay, of their viewpoint, but to Americans point something out, fat. Peter, we did actually have a that. we actually did have a lengthy conversation uh, in. That case, I just played you what was a essentially 50 second version. Yeah, that's of, a clip. Uh, it was just a clip from the yeah. show of her call, and it was you know obviously cobbled together from something that was was lengthier. But my point being, that woman called uh, Mexicans. She called them filthy. And she that's a bigoted statement. That's what I'm telling you. In many cases, that's who we're dealing with. So, again, I'll tell you that if I called that guy a bigot and he didn't make any bigoted statements, then I would be wrong for doing that. However, if I was speaking generally about immigration, uh, the the advocates of immigration control, then I think it's fair to say that a number of them are absolutely bigoted towards uh, towards Hispanics because we've talked to them on this program. Does that make my position clear for you? Oh, uh, that is I'm I'm completely clear that that's your position. I'm Great. not. So, so let's talk about you, what, Peter. That's what your position is. Let, let's talk your about you, Peter. Your position is is it suggests that your position on immigration is weak because you don't deal with particulars. My position on immigration is weak. You want to specifically go to con- what part? You want to con uh, you want to contradict or prove false the underlying premise that the person has. If their problem with immigration is the immigrants are filthy. You say, okay, let's let's decide. You mean unwash? Let's see. No. How see, much you don't get to tell me how to do my show, I, Peter. I don't know. You know what? Th- you thank you for the su- thank you for the suggestion, but I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details of a little bit of little bitty issues within the immigration discussion. For me, it's a very clear issue. It's an issue of human freedom. The issue of p- uh, people being able to cross imaginary lines in the sand, political borders, uh, without having to bow down to some sort of governmental bureaucrat and show identification and jump through hoops and pay fees and extortions and things like that. That's the striking the root of the issue. I'm not here to dance around in, uh, in all the details. If somebody doesn't like the way someone smells and wants to uh, group them in with other people because of that, I find that ludicrous, and it doesn't even deserve a response. Well, you're starting off with this assumption that she's correct about the filth. If you could show, that I didn't assume Mexican that at all. In fact, our guest, who you also heard in that you. clip, Peter, our guest pointed out that he'd never seen anything like that. That was in the clip. I included that. So, you know, this discussion has happened. Okay. We've. I, I don't really know do. what else to say. Let's talk about you, when Peter. You just call How, someone a bigot, you don't win. You'll lose. Whatever you say, and, man. Whatever you say. This isn't an argument. I'm not trying to win anything. You understand? Well, well, what I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to do three hours of radio every single night to is, entertain an audience. Is and the call consistent? Uh, are the calls – do you just, you know, stick with the same thing? Is it going to move forward? Do people who do not agree with your opinions on uh, all I know about is the immigration, are you just going to call them a bigot now that no, that's done. not what we're going that's to do. That's not common for us, uh, you, Peter. I mean, and and as I've as we've said at this point, if we called that guy out, it doesn't sound like that guy was a bigot. And if we called him out as a bigot, which we didn't get to hear and verify, but I'm okay, sure you'll send us the, the clip. Let's hear some more. Let's no, not because we're out of time. We can't do it. The, we, we, can't, we don't have. We can't time spend for a full this. hour on it, Peter. Um, but if that's that's not generally how we go we at it, what we believe. The hour calling other people bigots who don't agree with you. 
Okay. Well, you know, if you don't like the show, it's not for everybody, Peter. So let's talk about you. Uh, How did you find out we were being considered for uh, for an Orlando station? Let's just say I'm a concerned citizen. What is that Uh, that supposed to be? Why beat around the bush? Do you work at the station? uh, uh, That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, I understand that. And you know what, Peter? Uh, If you want to send uh, the rest of the clip along to me, you're welcome to do that. And I will apologize if I called someone a bigot who's not a bigot. But if somebody is a bigot, I'm going to call them out as a bigot. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just calling it, calling it, you know, calling right. it as that it lady is. who called in. She's a bigot, and Many I don't, times. I don't need to discuss, um, you know, her her bigotry in detail. People that say that black people don't like to work are bigots, and I don't need to go through, um, you know, the statistics on whether or not black people work as much as other ethnic groups or anything like that it's a bigoted statement because it's not true for all black people and um you know illegal immigrants being filthy is not true for all illegal immigrants many times we have very intellectual uh illuminating conversations on this program and we haven't called you any names peter so good night to you and thank you for the call 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can take control of the airwaves hour two is on the way it's free talk live how long can you hold your breath Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You can even call in and try to tell us how to do our jobs differently if you want to. (laughs) Maybe we'll listen. You know, we I, have I've listened. taken constructive criticism in the past, absolutely. 800-259-9231. Right back into your phone calls we go. Plus, coming up, topless women marching in Portland. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that went for them. Uh, first, we go to the phones and the fun. Stephen, listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Stephen, in Florida, going once. Stephen, hello. Florida. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, um, topless women in Oregon. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Um, nah, I wasn't. <laughs> Uh, I think Peter did a quite a terrible job actually of trying to bust your chops. Uh, just my opinion. I remember that, 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 uh, conversation distinctly. Uh, the, the person sounded as if he was sort of starting to go in the direction of, uh, you know, hating on Brown people. And I think it was Dale that was there and he, uh, he said something about it and the guy was like, no, no, I don't have a problem with Mexicans at all. And it was totally, it was immediately dropped and then back to the conversation. 
So uh, it, I think Peter's uh, kind of basically barking up the wrong tree. Um, and from racism, we go to racism because there was a conversation that happened uh, with between me and a coworker about 10 years ago uh, and involved other people as well. And uh, I've never forgotten it. And my wife said something that reminded me of it the other day. I thought I'd call in. Um, you guys, once in a while, somebody black will call in. And I, I remember distinctly Mark saying, uh, well, let me take a wild stab in the, in the dark. You're black, right? You know, it was a friendly conversation. And the guy, I'm black. And I know Mark could tell by the way he talked because some or most black people talk in a certain way, right? I think I, I think you can I, – I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most, that you can tell yeah, most black, black most. people by the way they talk. Right, yeah. And I mentioned something like this. To, I, I, I was on – I think I had called some company uh, something. At, at any rate, I was on the phone with somebody, and it turned out it was a black lady. And, or a black person, and I said, yeah, it was a black person. I could tell by the way they talked. And I just kind of – the reason why I mention stuff like that, usually the person's race doesn't matter to me at all. I, what I try to do is I try to get people to visualize things. Like if I say I saw a guy walking down the street, uh, if I'm telling you this, and if I say it's a black guy or a Mexican guy or whatever, I'm just only trying to get you to picture it more clearly in your mind. It's not a racist thing with me at all. Mm-hmm. I understand and my completely. Wife is like, I, I, I get it completely. I mean, if you're if you're trying yeah. to describe somebody, to, uh, you yeah. know, my my best friend and the godfather of my child is, uh, you know, a black man. And mm-hmm. the only way that I can describe him to people is to say that first. And then you right, start sure. with something and then you can work your way down from that because it's very difficult right. to say, well, he's six foot three and he has sort of brown very tight, wavy hair. Uh, he's very light-skinned, has freckles well, across his nose, it's, it's but no, it's broad right. in the fashion right. of a person who might be from uh, originally from Africa. You know, like, right, exactly. it's, it's a weird hey, well, thing to say. Well, well, the point was was that it was I was accused of being racist because I said, well, you could tell that she was black by the way she talked. This this guy was like, man, you're racist, and he was a white guy. So on behalf of all black people everywhere, this was being offensive or offended rather, and he said, oh. Well, uh, Haitians don't talk that way. Jamaicans don't talk that way, which is ironic because I've been to both Haiti and Jamaica, and he's he's never been outside the United States. And uh, and I said, no, well, no, of course not. I, I said, you know what I mean, man. I, like, you know what I mean. You know, you know what I'm talking about. If you hear somebody black on the radio or on the telephone or whatever, you know that they're black sometimes, or I would say most times. Uh, and, and you know, same with me. Nobody's probably ever going to confuse me for a black guy when I'm listen- they're listening to this podcast or whatever. But I have and, confused, um, like over the telephone. I have heard people, white people, that's that uh, that mm-hmm. sound black. Um, and, you know, and, yeah. and so you can get you can get yourself into some trouble. Um, there's yeah, also yeah, that's right. the people that's right. from um, the Caribbean. The white people sound very much like the people from the Caribbean. Although the vast sure, majority sure. of people from Caribbean are black, you'll have these people. I think think they're conky joes is what the uh, terminology is for what they're. <laughs> the colloquial term for for white people from um, the Caribbean, but yeah. my gosh, they sound just the same. They sure do. They sound like Bob Marley. When I was in Jamaica, I saw white guys. That they sounded like Bob Marley when they. Oh, I thought it was a put on. I thought they were. Hey, wow, man, you're really pretty good at doing that Bob Marley thing yeah. there. It's hard it not to be, sound like a bigot thought, saying things like that, though, isn't it? I don't, it, I don't it know sure if it's bigoted because there's no, uh, there's no avarice uh, involved. There's no hatred. There's, it's not coming from a, a perspective right. of, well, I'm better than, uh, than you are or anything like that. It's, it's just more of an observation. Right. Well, and, and here's the deal. Later on that day, I was listening to the radio. It was NPR, actually. Uh, and 
they, they were doing a story about the ship on the Great Lakes, and they interviewed one of the cooks. The cook, he was black. You could tell by listening to him. And I called that guy, my coworker, over, and I said, hey, man, come here, come here. And I said, listen to this guy talking on the radio. And I said, and tell me that you can't tell he's black. If you tell me you can't tell he's black, I'm going to call you a damn out of your face. And all he did was he turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that the, the point is is so, that I, I've heard you guys do it. I've done it. I don't know if you've ever been accused of being racist for that. But to me, it's the most preposterous thing in the world to call somebody racist because you acknowledge that no, some I, or most black people. We had a guy on the. We had a guy call in on one of our Saturday people. night shows. He called himself Theft. And actually, I ended mm-hmm. up finding his his uh, blog on the internet because mm-hmm. I've got one of those Google search things that returns free talk live to me to tell me what people are when they're talking about the show on the internet. And that's how oh, I cool. came across his uh, his blog, and it was called the Hip Hop Libertarian. And yeah. when Theft called in, he sounded Hispanic. I don't think we ever called. We I don't think we ever you know called it out because there's no point in, in necessarily. There's it just, no point. just depends on where the conversation is going to. Um, and so, but th- it's an observation. It doesn't mean that uh, I think less of him or more of him or anything like that. Exactly. I've I've struggled with is. this one because I've opted out of uh, the race conversation in that I don't have one and I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna play into that. But you can't opt out of it entirely it just doesn't as i said it just doesn't make sense when trying to describe people to someone else yeah, i'd, I'd sound right. like an absolute lunatic trying to to talk about my friend julian uh without calling him black it just wouldn't make any sense what about yeah, the, the yeah, people that right. call in from the uk i mean we don't we're not necessarily talking about their skin color but they certainly have a distinct accent it's, but, it's some an of, but sometimes people from australia sound like they're from the united kingdom and, and vice well, they versa were originally that was a prison colony for how, how so are we how would a person from <laughs> Other planet describe a black person. They probably yeah, call, exactly. How, they would probably explain them as a human uh, of African descent or darker uh-huh. or something he, like that. Yeah, yeah, he has he has dark dark hair, and and that some of the ones that you meet in America talk in a certain uh, dialect or a certain manner. They have a certain manner of speaking. Back when I was a kid, see, I'm kind of old. They used to call it jive talking when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember May that very too. well. You know, I, I, you know, I think it. I think there's. Well, it's, there's, there's still between dialect and sound. Yeah, there's I, and there's still jive talk doesn't even uh, doesn't describe it because that's sort of a different way of yo yeah mama jamma you know the, like that kind exactly, of stuff. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. Whereas <laughs> you know that's 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 sort of but you can tell no, sometimes pathetic. even the most educated of, uh, of black people, um, you know, ones that you're not talking about talking about jive on the street or something like that, they still have yeah. sort of a, a, a sound sometimes. I'll tell right. you, there. Uh, my friend Julian had a situation. He doesn't sound this way on the telephone. He has a situation where he was uh, selling uh, insurance, going over to a guy's house, and the guy said, "Don't bring any black people with you." And oh, oh, oh man! And and oh, man. my friend Julian is, you know, he's just not the kind of guy that would say anything. And and so he just uh, he got off the telephone and decided that he wasn't going to follow through on that appointment. That yeah. there's just there's no sure. purpose in in confronting that situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, you know, the, there's there's a percentage of people out there that that's not going to work well, with trying also, to, to judge right. who they are. Just as another example, uh, from time to time we'll have a call from Robert Wicks. He's one of the bloggers and the uh, the writers over at LouRockwell.com. One of the yeah, most he's brilliant. Yeah, a great guy. One of, yeah, great guy. Uh, uh, one of the most brilliant folks. Have have I've had the the uh, honor of meeting him in person. But one of the most brilliant folks I think we've ever had uh, grace these airwaves. A really smart guy. He's an IT uh, guru behind the scenes for the show, and uh, certainly I consider him uh, brighter. Than, than I, but you can tell Robert Wicks is black He's on the black. phone. You can tell. Yeah. And that's yeah, okay. That's right. And it's not because yeah. of the jive talk or whatever, or the, what do they call it? Or you no, call certainly it. not. Yeah. There's I, just I, a I certain timbre or a, affectation that, to the voice. Right. And, and I think that uh, throughout this whole conversation, this little miniature conversation we've had, 
I think that one thing is perfectly crystal clear. It's that Mark cannot imitate a black guy very well at all. No. Oh, I, I, have I been trying to do that? You tried to, to jive bit. talk. You did a little jive talk, and it was silly. <laughs> Thanks for the call right. tonight, Stephen. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CA. Yo, Mama Gemma. No, you got to get the clip from Airplane, man. That's uh, <laughs> Yo, homie, what's going down, man? All right, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com is the place to go to see that and get involved if you are a lady listener that's shrine.freetalklive.com so how long do you want to wait to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty do you want to get you want to we want the public school to get a hold of them first i figured i couldn't start soon enough an island called liberty is a picture book for children and i read it to jack almost every day it's kind of like uh, rothbard meets dr seuss mm-hmm. it's simple story graceful rhymes and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites Go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples there, and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. It's an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. So we had a call from Stephen, and I just want to continue just to, with a few more thoughts on that, and we'll get back right back into your phone calls about whatever you want. But Stephen in Florida was calling in because somebody had accused him of being, I think it was racist, uh, because he claimed that in general— not every time, but in general, that he could uh, ascertain whether or not a person he was speaking with on the phone uh, with was indeed black. And we're talking about how that is not necessarily, that's not racist, because there's no element of hatred. There's not a, a statement about how uh, that's because they're worse or better or anything like that. That's, well, I think it's. I think it is a statement about how we walk on eggshells about, about race in this country. I think there's. I think there's that, and that's kind of what this whole conversation is. Uh, to, but to, to some extent, if you. Uh, I think it's important to be able to laugh at yourself. And I, I like it, for instance, when I think it's funny when I hear somebody like a Dave Chappelle or a comedian, uh, black comedian doing white guy, kind of straight geek white guy voice, like just kind of real. <laughs> I'm the white guy, you know, that kind of thing. That's yeah, he funny, has, too. He has a character with a funny wig that uh, that, that he does with that. Because yeah. you guys were doing your uh, your best jive talking uh, accents as we went out the show. And I just thought, I hope somebody out there is making fun of the way you guys talk at the same time. <laughs> as, My wife uh, does well. all the time. So and, and, you know, and again, what what if you make a statement like, well, most of the time when I'm talking on the phone to someone, I can tell if they're a woman or not. I think that's mm-hmm. a generally true statement as well. Are there some uh, women that don't sound very feminine? Sure. Yeah. Every uh, once in a while you go time, out on a limb and you look like a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. I also think that there's a I used to have long hair. People thought I was a woman from behind, too. Well, 
<laughs> they smack you or anything? You do have a butt of an eight-year-old boy. The, um, the <laughs> I think that there's an opportunity to be generous with people, though, when they make a mistake like that. I mean, I've had people say yes, ma'am, to me. Mm-hmm. I suspect it's not because they think I'm a woman, but because the they phone. just... Yeah, they just, you know, for whatever reason, it's stuck in their head or something yeah, like that. Can be made. And, sure. you know, I think that when that, that there's a it's a perverse kind of nastiness where somebody really gets all upset when when, you know, somebody makes, a, you. makes an, a mistake like that. You know, I mean, OK, so somebody called me ma'am or somebody mistook me for, you know, whatever it is that they yeah, mistook me for, me. Um, you know, and, and no big deal. Right. Yeah, it was usually just satisfying enough to turn around after someone was, excuse me, miss, and turn around with my goatee. And just turn Obviously not a, a woman at that point. Yeah. It was like a Benny Hill clip. If I had a if I had a dollar for every time uh, some gay guy mistook me for another gay guy, I'd be rich. <laughs> so, really? So since I, we were talking about... Your nails are really too good, Mark. Uh, I do have uh, fine, finely buffed nails. Since we were talking about uh, jive talking, and uh, and again, what, we were just talking about jive talking as an aside. The original call was about people sounding like they're black. That's a different topic altogether. Uh, sound of voice versus a, a, a dialect or a, a manner of speaking. And uh, so I, f- I pulled up the clip from Airplane just because the, the Internet's amazing. All you had to do, uh, all I had to do is go to YouTube and type in Airplane Jive and you get this. Can I get you something? Some more folk buttering into the bone. Take me up. Take me. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Cuddy say he can't hang. Oh, Stewardess, I speak Jive. Oh, good. He said... That he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right. Would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? This is going to be good. Just hang loose, blood. She's going to catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama didn't raise no dummies. I duck her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's it's a crazy 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 say crazy 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 that is one of my favorite comedy movies. I love Airplane. It's you funny. know, it's funny every time I watch it. Even if I'm alone, I can laugh <laughs> and watch Airplane. I just you know what? Imitating people isn't necessarily to make fun of them. Sometimes it's flattery. I, sometimes it's just fun. It just feels good to talk like a gay guy or something. You know, whatever it might be. It just it. Just, now, let me to ask you this. If somebody were talking like this, a caller, and you, Mark might say, well, are you gay? Isn't that a similar thing? But Yes, it's, it's very yeah. similar, yeah. But it, but it actually, sometimes it just feels fun to do those things. I, I wouldn't ever uh, have the intent of making fun of somebody in, in imitating their dialect. or Sure. It, it's just fun. Yeah, I think that there's, um, you know, there... It, it it's it generally is about the attitude um and but you know i also think that uh, there are people out there that are going to take the opportunity kind of sick perverse people they're going to take the opportunity to to be offended when um it's just supposed to be a joke i think people can take jokes too far too mm-hmm. so it's it, it it tends to be this kind of no man's land where where uh you know people fear to tread and that's kind of how it ends up that's why we have to go there no like you you can go <laughs> The toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Kanan listening in Colorado. Kanan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Yeah, I just had a a question for you guys that stemmed from a conversation you were having on a show a couple days ago, maybe, about uh, federal provocateurs in different uh, 
subversive or anti-governmental organizations that yeah, were there. The, the to... Fed sending in an agent provocateur into an organization with the purposes of ginning up uh, violence by putting violent ideas in people's heads and, and just poisoning them with that kind of stuff. Exactly. And um, kind of uh, the question that uh, I got from that was, you know, if the Feds are going to infiltrate an obscure organization, like some of the obscure organizations you guys were referencing, I mean, have you guys ever been suspicious out in New Hampshire, you know? Some guy just shows up, starts talking about everybody needs to be a lot more violent and how, you know, the peace, all the peaceful activism that's going on is just sure. too inefficient. And, you know, you guys just kind of, maybe you don't have proof of it. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. But it doesn't matter because I'm not planning violence, so it's it's not like I have to really be too concerned about that. It's just more of a kind of fun spot the Fed sort of thing for us because we're out here. You're talking about the Free State Project, uh, thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people making the move together to New Hampshire and getting active for freedom. Uh, it's it is certainly a ripe ground where the Feds would think they could come in and and do that sort of thing. But once if they come here or they stop in our forums, especially over at Free Keen, which is really the only part of the movement I'm concerned with, uh, they'll come in and if they start uh, bandying about violent rhetoric, then they will be rebuffed, first of all, because we, uh, we just won't stand for it. And secondly, if they keep it up, they'll be ostracized and removed from the community. So it, it, has, it has happened in real life where people will come here and really something's off about them. Something is just they've got that kind of violent tinge to them. Maybe they're not, they're, maybe they're not being so overt necessarily, but suggesting things. And I just tell them what we do with, uh, with infiltrators from the, uh, the federal government. What's that? Well, how we uh, use a potato peel on them, strip their skin off and then release fire ants on them. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> Wouldn't say that would be the case, but if you want, hang on. If you've got more, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. No, normally what we just do, Mark, is is ostracize them, and we I'm let not out with you guys enough. I don't care. We let them know that we're peaceful. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Do you need a new computer, but don't seem to have the money to buy one? Is your credit stopping you from buying the newest computers that you need today? Then My Computer Club is your answer to buy that new computer or laptop now and pay for it later. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and they include our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download yours right there on the front page of the website, free for you, at freetalklive.com. If you're looking to make a major purchase, like a car or a home, you need to uh, check out your credit report. You may have foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments on your credit file, either legitimately or uh, erroneously. And the credit repair law firm Chartered can help you take care of it for just $60 a month. It's uh, um, it, it's not like it, you have to sign up for a year or anything like that, just as long as you need to get your credit uh, cleaned up. Some people um, choose to stay on forever just uh, keeping their credit clean, but uh, it's up to you. Uh, go to cleaningcredit.com, and you could save hundreds, probably thousands of dollars if it's a major loan like a car or a, or a house. Um, and it's something you need to do before you make that major purchase. Cleaningcredit.com. 
800-259-9231. Right back into your phone calls we go. Uh, do we still have Cannon? Do we get rid of Cannon? I've, I've, I've completely spaced out. I think I we said we're going to bring Cannon back. Cannon, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here if you guys can hear me. Yeah, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, so I'm just kind of a little bit uh, more curious. I mean, has anybody ever tried to out these uh, alleged or these suspected federal agents? You know, maybe ask them if they work for the government and... No, I don't think anything, anything like that has ever really happened. But after the fact, sometimes, usually, uh, sometimes people will come here and they'll they'll suggest things that are unsavory, and they will disappear, and we won't ever see or hear from them again. There was one socially inept guy um, at the uh, Pork Fest last year that they called the Fed, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I'm sure somebody mentioned something to him, but um, you know, I I couldn't say what or anything. It's, I don't know how, if how anyone do you prove mentioned these things. Yeah, I don't know if anyone mentioned anything to them. Um, but yeah, that's I don't. To my knowledge, no one has has ever been really confronted like, well, we think you're a Fed or anything like that. I don't think anyone really cares that much because as I pointed out i'm not plotting violence so it doesn't matter there's nothing they can entrap me into if they come around and they start talking about getting violent hey why don't we blow this up or do this or that and people have done that stuff uh i just make it clear that i'm not interested in uh, in such things and if they continue to do that you know we can have discussions with them as we have over at the free keen forum they're there for everybody to see where the the regular members of the liberty community up here are making it real clear that we don't want to be associated with this we don't want this kind of talk on our uh, our website because we are about uh, peaceful uh, means toward peaceful ends not because you can't have uh, violence lead to peace and so we'll you know we'll talk about the issues and make it clear that we are different from that particular viewpoint and if the person doesn't change the way they're talking if they don't change the way they're behaving then they will find themselves on the outs no one will want to spend any time with them they won't be uh, invited to social gatherings and things like that and we've seen all of those people over time fall away. The more dangerous folks that, that seem to have some kind of penchant uh, for at least talking about violence. Again, they never do anything. They just talk about it and suggest it. They, uh, they tend to just kind of fold up camp and disappear. So if there's somebody who's real deep undercover, I suppose that's a possibility too. Somebody who's real good and not so obvious like some of the other uh, the other people. Somebody who's invested an entire 10 years in a radio talk show career <laughs> to get on the inside. <laughs> huh? That kind of guy. So if they're there, then that's fine too. It doesn't matter because uh, there's nothing to be paranoid about if you're not actually out plotting violence. And uh, the people I know are not, uh, to my knowledge. I know I certainly am not. So it doesn't matter if they're actually a Fed uh, some sort of agent provocateur, or if they are just somebody who really does believe in violence, you know, somebody who actually is not a Fed but also believes in violence. To me, it doesn't matter. As long as they're advocating violence, they'll be treated in the same way. They'll be treated uh, as though they are dangerous and that we don't want to be associated with uh, with folks like that. And when I say we, I'm talking about people who are who believe in in peace and who are not uh, interested in that that particular attitude. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I just wanted to tell you guys that uh, all the peaceful activism you guys are doing up there has really inspired me. I've uh, I've actually been a long time, long time listener. Not only first time caller, this is the first time I've actually listened to the live stream. Oh, I usually congrats. Catch, yeah, I usually just catch the podcast, but uh, I'm working on being an early mover right now. So Great. I just have one last bit uh, piece or suggestion. Yes, sir. Suggestion, but request for advice. Uh, would you guys recommend moving out and then seeking a job if you're just really want, anxious to get out there? Or is the economy in the state where you would definitely recommend making sure all your ducks are in a row before you get out there? Keenan, um, do you live at home with your parents or do you pay rent currently? 
I pay uh, I pay rent right now. So, uh, what's your well? How much do you pay a month of rent? I pay well. My uh, wife is the property manager where we live, so we get a pretty big discount mm-hmm. um, as far as what the normal market rent is. So we're paying about seven hundred dollars, but we have animals. We have two cats and a dog, and we have uh, you know washer and dryer and renovated appliances. So we'd probably be looking at a thousand dollars if it was. Well, maybe just shy of a thousand dollars. Yeah, there, there, there will be a step up in rent likely. Um, if you, I can't speak to what it's like in the rest of the state. I know that rents um, in the northern portion of the state are much less. Uh, I can't speak to those. I don't live up there. I don't know anything about the job climate. Um, I know little about the job climate here because honestly, I have my own job and I rarely leave my home to go venturing out. But um, well, I can tell you that I've I've known people that have moved up here and and taken a differing approaches. Um, of course, we're talking about the Free State Project, bringing uh, liberty-loving people together onto the same place. Um, some people have come up here and they've thrown caution to the wind and they've crashed on couches and uh, you know paid very very little to uh, to live in the more more uncomfortable of living environments. And they've made it work. Uh, some folks have come up here with some savings, which I think is a smart thing to do. If you've got some savings, you should expect to uh, to be digging into that if you don't have a job right out the gate. And so you may want to plan for a few months where you may not have work. Uh, one guy came up here and uh, he kind of dilly-dallied a little bit about getting serious about going up and finding work. And he found himself getting real tight on, on, on funds. He'd brought some savings up, but he kind of just let it ride a little bit and didn't really take it seriously. Uh, and then he you know, was t- tightening up on his, uh, his money supply and then all of a sudden got serious about getting the job. He got the work. All of a sudden, uh, the work rolled in. He got two job offers. Uh, he actually got two jobs and, and had you know, some contract work coming in also at the same time for some IT stuff. So it, you know, it worked out for him once he put the, his boots on the ground and got out and yeah, knocked on some doors. It is easier here to get a job by being here, um, as, is what I've heard right. from everybody. I haven't gotten a job since I've been up here, so I can't answer um, that specifically. But what I've heard from everyone, um, and uh, you know, that's so. And it makes sense to me the way New Hampshire kind of functions. Um, they're a little... <sighs> A little insular, you know. The reason that New Hampshire isn't taking it on the chin in this uh, economic uh, crisis is essentially it's a local economy up here, much more localized than most places. And uh, you know, they just don't seem to hire people over the telephone or anything like that. That's been the experience of some people. Yeah, that's my experience. So what what I hear. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Well, I've got a, a tentative interview. The day after the free Keen Fest, so I'll cross my fingers and hopefully I won't have to worry about it. But thank you for the advice and thanks for taking my call. Great. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Keen. Appreciate it and congratulations in advance on your move to New Hampshire. It's a big step and something that people should, you know, take seriously. There's a lot to consider up here. Do you rent? Do you buy? Probably a smart thing to do is to rent. Uh, before you figure out where exactly uh, you want to end up landing. But I bought Sight Unseen uh, you know, duplex here in Keene, New Hampshire, because I was pretty certain I wanted to be here. And it uh, turned out it worked out fairly well for me. I, I, I had a, a, land, a, a realtor who treated me well. You know, She pointed me in, uh, in the right direction and, and kind of acted as my proxy up here. And, and I, I wa- I'd never visited New Hampshire before I moved in. Worked out for me. That doesn't mean it'll work out for you. You know, Your mileage may vary, and so I think the more precaution you can take uh, probably the better. Have some savings before you come up. If you can get a job before you come up, great. But if you're languish, if you feel like you're languishing where you are, and a job's just a job to you, then I, if you've got some savings, make the move and, and look for the job up here. I mean, there it's the New Hampshire economy is the best in the Northeast. Yep. So uh, the odds are good that there'll be something here, unless you're real picky. If you're one of those picky job people that you can only have a certain job in a certain area. 
then obviously your your time at finding work is going to be a little bit more difficult. But if you're more open-minded to uh, whatever opportunities present themselves, it probably will be easier. You can check out FSP Job Alert on Facebook, too. There's a there's a group there to join. Um, it's <clears throat> FSP Job Alert. Great idea. Also, the freestateproject.org forum has a jobs area uh, as well. So plenty of resources for that kind of thing. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, if you own your own business, bring that up with you, too. Yes. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Then it brought to you by SACL CAI. Mark, tell me about SACL CAI. It's a, uh, three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue here with your calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Gene. Hello, guys. Hey. I wanted to go back to the video of those uh, photojournalists getting murdered in Iraq. Oh, gosh, disgusting. Uh, I have to say that uh, when I saw that yesterday, it just made me absolutely sick. I can't believe it is sickening. that these are supposedly our brave men in uniform. And I want to explain why I believe this is happening. Okay. We're and talking about the video where um, helicopter people were just slaughtering innocent people with a machine gun. Yeah, it's big on the interwebs right. right now. And the reason I think it's happening is because people are becoming enamored with this cult. And by this cult, I'm referring to the belief in government. And... I definitely believe that where Paul said there were already many antichrists in the world, he was referring to this belief in governments. Governments are the actual antichrist, and all of them are included. But this idea that this this is a cult mentality, and it, you have to realize that cult mentality is very powerful and it's hard to break. That's how Jim Jones was able to get everybody to drink the Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. because it, they were brainwashed to the extent where they didn't understand reality. Right. These people have been brainwashed to the extent where they are enjoying the killing of other human beings. Which, which is a don't. heck of a lot easier than getting someone to kill themselves. And in the Jim Jones case, one might argue that uh, the vast majority of them didn't know that they were killing themselves. But you can't make that uh, claim with the hail bop situation, which is where the uh, the cult believed that they were going to uh, to ride the comet to Never Neverland or whatever it was that they were going to do a decade ago. And they all committed suicide on the night the comet was nearby or something. Wait a minute. I was going to try and ride on that comet. Are you telling me it ain't <laughs> But you real? don't have to kill yourself to do it, Gene. You just have oh, okay. to pray real oh, hard. I missed, that. I missed that chapter. Okay, yep. I didn't read that part. Okay. But anyway, um, the thing about the cult mentality is that um, when you're sucked into the cult, you believe that somehow 
authority exists, and that's exactly what these guys are doing. They think they have authority to blow these people to kingdom come and then laugh about it. Mm. And that is what's so sick and disgusting about the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, statism is just a religion, and it's a religion that require that demands, uh, you know, tri- both your tribute, more tribute than any religion that I've ever heard of, and human sacrifice. It I, is the, the also, sickest kind of religion. I might also mention that it's obvious from viewing this video, and of course we know this is true all over Iraq and all over everything since Vietnam, that we are in great violation of the uh, uh, Geneva Convention. When and you say is, we, you mean the U.S. federal government? Yes, not the, me the, and you. the federal, the military forces, I'm not going to say we, I'll say the military forces, Thank you. are in violation of the Geneva Convention every time they train a 50 caliber on somebody. The Geneva Convention says you're not to use 50 caliber for uh, personnel. Yeah, it's supposed and to be the, used for equipment. And all of those rounds were 50 caliber, and they looked like they were fragmentation rounds that blow up on impact, because... If you look at the, the dust flying and the dirt, everything blowing, blowing the kingdom come as those rounds hit the ground and, and hit those poor, poor saps on the ground, it's obvious that something is more than just a bullet going through a body. Mm-hmm. So all of that is in violation of the Geneva, Geneva Convention. Of course, who cares about the Geneva Convention? You know, we threw that out the window in Vietnam. We don't care about Geneva Convention. Right. Who in the federal government would care about that? Uh, the, the, and who's going to hold them accountable? Well, I don't know. I hope someday they get held accountable by somebody. I'm afraid it's going to have to be God because none of us have the power to do it. Yeah, exactly. Nobody on this earth, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, it's the authority, the belief that they have authority to do it, and they don't have that authority. It's fiction. Uh, Gene, I want to switch to a different track here. Um, it's, I, Jason Osborne, uh, the sponsor of the show, felt that we treated you unfairly regarding um, your belief that uh, there was some kind of inside job going on with the um, uh, the, the, the the people that I don't know what what are they the, the, Shang, the Shang, Shangri-Las um, yes. the the monkey monkey seas or whatever they, they're they're called um, out there in uh, Michigan and that we sort of poo-pooed that and then on Saturday night we came out and sort of talked about how uh, the, the federal government does send dupes in. You I don't know, think I ever poo-pooed that idea. I, I, I know. I, I heard you guys. I heard you guys eating crow on Saturday. Yes, I heard yeah. that. We, well, well, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I poo-pooed it in the first place. <laughs> See, I, I guess because I didn't feel that way either. But Jason, um, you know, really felt that way. And um, I wanted to find out what what Gene felt like and then how much because um, I feel like there's this line, this kind of this way to present it. And one of the ways sounds conspiratorial and nutty, and another way sort of points out what the facts are. And I'm sure that the people that, uh, you know, like, it's it's a moving continuum, but, you know, I don't I know. Think what I, I said before you, before you go on there, though, Mark, but I think what I had said initially in our conversation with Gene about the, the hootery was that Gene is likely, uh, that, you know, you could be absolutely correct. However, I don't necessarily believe that everyone who is advocating violence is a Fed. I think that the people that have come here in to, uh, or that they're working with the state in some way. I think that the people that have come here that we were talking about in New Hampshire and advocated violence, maybe some of them are feds. Maybe some of them are just people who, like I used to, really did think that violence uh, was, a, was a solution. I just don't necessarily believe that everybody who's advocating for violence is a fed. Go ahead, Gene, with your thoughts. Well, like I explained when I called about that, it's not everyone who's the fed, but the feds will get into the group. They'll manipulate them. They'll give them the guns. They'll give them the bombs. They'll give them the ideas. And then they go arrest them. And that's the problem, is that they're, they're, 
getting in there and stirring up the pot and making these people do things that they either wouldn't have the ability to or they wouldn't have the desire to normally. And then they go arrest them. Well, that's, it may very well be... Over and over and over. Absolutely. It may very well be this is a situation, Gene, where everybody else's idea stinks, but mine are good. And it just took me a second to get, it took me a little while to get around to it. I don't know. Um, you know, but. but first I, of all, I'm used to Ian giving me a little bit of a hard time. So it just rolls off my back. I don't even pay any attention <laughs> to it. But I, all I, in I good still fun, love Gene. Ian. I think he's the great. I think the show is great. And Ian, I just want to say one more thing before I go is you have got to stop lumping uh, the way that the attitude and the tone you use when you use the word christian and you know what i'm talking about because you what when i introduce you as gene the christian anarchist there's no tone there but but every other time you're talking about those christians doing this and those crazy christians and their crazy ideas you're generalizing the same way you won't let any of us generalize Okay, well, make sure you call me out on that, Gene, because I don't recall doing that I feel recently. that way. I mean, I, 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 I know what he's saying, and I, I most Christians. hold a great deal of bitterness uh, for the Christian religion. Um, and I don't consider Gene to be a Christian in the same way that uh, you know hey, I was hey. raised. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, hey, I'm a Christian. I, I, he's it, not in the same way he was term, raised. You get to pick Mark the term that, that you want to pick. But for me, Christians want to send people to hell. and I don't. I know. That's right. That, so that, you don't for me, it's definition. a different religion. I, you know, and I shouldn't. I should come up with different terminology. Maybe I should, uh, you know, universalists. Uh, you know, I don't know what the opposite of a universalist Christian is, but because um, universalist. Why don't you just say those people that want to send me to hell? How about that? <laughs> May very well be the right. Because you know, they're not all Christians. Some of them are Muslims. Yeah, yeah. Muslims. Do Muslims believe in hell? And, I, I bet they and do. And perhaps some of the Jewish readers want to send you to Sheol. I, I think that that's pretty, uh, you know, pretty much just a place where you're dead, right, Sheol? Well, yeah, but I mean, maybe they still want to send you there. Well, you're gonna. Uh, oh, so you're claiming that you won't die? But have we the, ever had vitriol like that from a Jewish person calling this this program? I don't recall that. I, I well, don't because so. you guys won't dare say anything about Jews because that's the big no-no. That's even worse than saying anything about blacks. I don't know anything about Jewish people, except the ones that I've met have been very, very nice and uh, good folks. Yeah, well, you know, you they, know run, I, they run I, the world, and they, 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 the Bilderbergers send us our paychecks. So I'm, I'm an equal opportunity uh, fun poker, I guess. I'll poke fun at every religion and every, uh, every race. And, uh, Great. You know, hey, Gene, you know what? If I knew more about other religions, I'd poke, poke more fun at them, but I was raised Christian. Thanks for the call tonight. <laughs> Appreciate hearing yeah. from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. One I of went those to Christi- Christians that wants to send people to hell. Yeah, right, right. And, and I think that normally I do specify when I'm talking about Christians how I'm not talking about all Christians. I think I'm fairly good about making that point of clarification. But I was raised in a Christian church. I was raised in a Presbyterian church. And uh, fortunately, I didn't oh have one of those families that had the Bible verses uh, up in the bathroom. Like my 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 parents weren't that extreme into the religion. You know, we we could miss a, a week here and there of church, that kind of thing. Uh, but I went to Christian camp. You know, I mean, I that's that's where I was raised. That's where I was the, violated. I went to the Yoder's restaurant in Sarasota, Florida. They had a, a a proverb up on the wall and said Solomon underneath it. And I thought to myself, you know, that Solomon was the best PR guy in history. So he took all the the uh, great sayings of of the times and he just slapped his name on him and said, "I said that stuff." It's awesome. There's more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This is Free 
Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited to bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Topless uh, protest in Portland. If we get a chance, we'll tell you the details about it here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. But your calls are the primary element. And uh, Joining you tonight, it is Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, we go right into your phone calls. Phones and the fun here. Uh, but first, Mark, tell me a little bit about HostGator.com. HostGator is a worldwide lead- leader in web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can use your um, you can create your very own website with their free website site builder tools and templates Use the code FTL, that's FTLs in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. FTL, HostGator.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls. Go to Brent in Florida to start things out this hour. Brent, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hi, how you doing? Brent, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what I consider to be the, you know, the most devastating terrorist attack, if you would, that, you know, that we've got, and I think that's the, uh, the, the flow of uh, illicit drugs and uh, also prescription drugs that we've, we've been experiencing in our country for, you know, decades. Wait a minute. So point of information, you're saying that drugs are a terrorist attack? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you consider, you know, these, these, these people who are producing these chemicals and putting them on our streets... And it's killing it. You know, according to uh, Answers.com, I, I just looked it up, and, you know, there's 106,000 overdoses a year just in America. And that's not to count, you know, people who die from health. The way, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 100,000 overdoses or 100,000 deaths? 106,000 deaths from overdoses. And another are you talking about of just 000. illegal uh, medication, or are you also talking about properly prescribed prescription medications? Because those sound like the numbers for prescription medications to me. Illegal uh, narcotics usually is, I think, around the 10,000 range. Well, um, to, in, in, my, in my county in Florida, and I'm originally from Massachusetts, mm. um, last year there was around uh, like 500,000, actually in one town, 500,000. My, my, uh, I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and um, I was talking to somebody in the treatment field and drug rehabilitation, and they said that on Little Cape Cod, there were, in one year, there was uh, 200 overdoses. Yeah, uh, 200 overdoses, overdoses doesn't mean right, death. Right, an overdose doesn't mean a death. Death, and, death, um, death from overdoses. And I, I personally know... 200,000 uh, deaths no, in Cape Cod? No, no, 200, 200 okay. in, in one year. And I, I personally know, um, you know at least five people that you know I went to high school with that you know that have died from drug overdoses. Um, so anyway, I mean, regardless of the exact numbers, yeah. I mean... I mean, there, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands, if not millions, of people who have who have died not only from overdoses, but um, so are uh, automobiles blood, blood, terrorism? Blood, blood. I'm just curious. Are automobiles terrorism? There are hundreds of thousands of people that die from automobile accidents. No, because there's not there's not one person or, or a small number of people who are who are um, causing it. You no, know, automobiles are something that you know you you. You know, you purchase automobile, you die, accidents happen. This isn't an accident. This well, is, actually, most overdoses are accidents. Yeah, you don't think the people are overdosing on purpose, right, do you? Right, right. But the, the people who, who are putting those chemicals on the street are are good, honest businessmen. Well, They're you don't know that. How many of them have you met? Are you telling me, me people in the uh, automobile industry are good, honest businessmen? Okay, well, 
what See, we here's, wait, wait, just a second. Let me draw some parallels for you, and we can look at the automotive industry with the drug industry. People, not, people get in cars. Wait a second, wait a second. I'm going to draw some parallels. People get in cars for whatever reason they want to get in cars, because they feel they need to, because they want, they, they enjoy the, um, you know, the, the ride, whatever the, their reason is. It's the same reason that they do drugs. They die, they die in cars. They die doing drugs. Okay, well, well, let's not call it terrorism, but it's a... It's Good, and before you go on, let's not call it terrorism, because the definition of terrorism has to do with uh, essentially using the use of violence and threats to intimidate or coerce, especially for okay. political purposes. So there's no way that selling a narcotic, selling right. a drug in any way could qualify as terrorism. It's a voluntary transaction between two parties. But, you know, let's frame it this way. Okay. This, this is the way I see it. Uh, a, you're correct that I think it's the, it's been cited consistently the third leading cause of death in America's prescription drugs that are prescribed. But when we get into the so-called illegal drugs, uh, the illegal drugs that so-called illegal drugs that are out there are are there because they're illegal and they're more profitable. But what happens when something is illegal is the strongest, most nasty stuff gets on the street because the risk is often lower in producing it and shipping it because it's stronger. Just like in, in alcohol prohibition, most of the stuff you could get was the real strong um, alcohol. You didn't see beer and wine that much because there was more risk and it was you know it took longer to make and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really nasty drugs like crystal meth out there that exist because they don't have to be grown for several months like marijuana, for example, and and that's what gets on the streets. So uh, I think the illegal drug problem is a problem because drugs are illegal, not yes. because of the drugs themselves I, yeah, that I, people might choose was, to use. Exactly. And I was actually going to get into it because, um, well, uh, let me let me uh, just kind of uh, go on a little bit. I mean, we have, let's take cocaine for, or, or opium. In, in Afghanistan, we have, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of square miles of bright red flowers and, um, you know, we say we're trying to win hearts and minds, so we're not destroying these crops. Now, we have satellites that you can read a newspaper from out of space, and you're trying to tell me that we can't pinpoint the, the source of, you know... No, no, I, I don't think anyone was trying to tell you that on this show. Uh, maybe you're no, no, speaking... No, definitely not on your show. No, 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 general. absolutely not on your show. You know, we're... Yeah, they're, they're, they are trying to destroy crops in places like South America, and they're destroying oh. the livelihoods of farmers and destroying people. Now, me, They've been using some herbicides that actually poison the land for decades. You're, you're absolutely correct. Let me comment on that. Not only are we doing that, we're spending, you know, billions of dollars trying to spray these crops. I don't, by the way, up. I don't appreciate you continually using the term we. I am not waging a war no, on no, drugs. No, no, absolutely not. I'm, I, I don't, I, 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 you know, the GCN network is fabulous. You know, I'm an avid listener to you know, the Alex Jones show, and I, this is the first time, you know, listening to your show. But uh, I say we as America, which I don't even You mean the government. You mean the United States the federal government. The government. Correct. Okay. And Go ahead. Now, now the government is spending all sorts of our money, meaning me and you, to spray these crops, and what they're using is Roundup. And they, what the, the the producers there, they've made those coca plants be Roundup ready. They're they're immune to Roundup. So we essentially go there and weed their coca fields. We spend taxpayer money to weed their coca fields, and the the coca doesn't actually die from the Roundup. Uh-huh. That thrives because all the other competing vegetation gets killed from the Roundup. Okay. And um, uh, a couple of things, you know, like uh, I was talking to a person who was uh, Delta Force back in the 80s, and um, they sent him in there supposedly to, you know, to try to make an impact on cocaine production. And he said that his, um, uh, you know, his group of people, too, whatever you want to call it, that was down there, they started 
um, having an impact. They started, they were, they were taking out, um, you know, parts of the cartel. Nonsense. And he said they were making a real impact. And Nonsense. He said before they knew it, there was other, another American force, not Delta Force, some secret force that was actually out there in the jungle trying to kill them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I running. mean, that's a very neat story. I don't know what the level of truth is about it. Maybe it's true. Maybe I've it's heard not. some more stories. Maybe but it's, it's, but it's, it's nonsense it's, it's, uh, uh, to believe that they were actually having an impact because whenever Even if there t- wasn't a competing uh, gang, a platoon of Americans trying to kill Delta Force, right, usually what you happens, still can't stop uh, very, very poor people from trying to cash in on the drug war. You can't stop the, uh, you just can't stop anybody, period, because even if you arrest people for drugs, uh, selling drugs, other people will step in and fill their shoes because there's always a demand for uh, right, for those products. Absolutely. So so it really and, doesn't and matter me, what you do. It doesn't matter how many people uh, are arrested. It doesn't matter how many people's lives are destroyed by the war right. on drugs. It, it never will uh, have any level of success in stopping people from wanting to alter their states of consciousness and doing right. whatever it and, takes and to get the, that product. I want, to comment, I want to comment on that, and then I think what we both would understand to be the solution. you got that. about 20 seconds for, for your the, solution. Go. All right. Well, I think, you know, if we were to medicalize, not all of legalize, but medicalize and put, and put these uncontrolled substances that are now controlled by criminals into the hands of doctors... I think that if we would be able to take care of that I think demand, that's a step in the right of, direction. There's a lot of crime um, around uh, prescription, prescription drugs. Illegal yes. prescription drugs. Oxycodone. That's shipments are they're, being they're, robbed. They're Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Sorry, out of time for you. 800-259-9231. Right. Now they throw people in jail for doctor shopping because they need pain medication right. because either they've become addicted or they've uh, or, or they've you know got so much pain they're, they're not getting enough and their doctor's too scared to prescribe it the to them. The answer is not more control in a different way. The answer is freedom, allowing people to buy and sell what they want. Free Talk Live. In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is in with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the website itself is a a very listener-oriented website, a very user-oriented. You get to submit different ideas for the show. You can submit in uh, show prep from news stories or a video or whatever it is that you think would be interesting to our listeners. And then our listeners will uh, examine it, and they will determine whether they like it or dislike it. And they can vote it up and vote it down, and so can you. You can vote things up and down as well over at freetalklive.com. And the world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is April 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. So that's real soon. Uh, It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person, knobcreekrange.com. That's knobcreekrange.com. 
800-259-9231. So just a few more thoughts here on the uh, the war on drugs, the insane war on drugs, which is really just a war on our friends and our family members, and it's just a sad, tragic uh, It's a great occurrence. way to extract money from the public, too. Oh, yeah, when people get busted for possession and hit with multiple hundred-dollar fines, usually they're too poor to be able to afford it all in one fell swoop, so they have to get on payment plans uh, with the government, and that's after they manage to get out of jail or somehow try to put their lives back together with it, where at the same time they're having to pay money out to the state. It's really quite a scam that they have uh, that they have going but on. But it also grows government hugely because you hire more cops, more judges, uh, you build more prisons, all to put these nonviolent offenders who haven't hurt anybody. And where's the productivity there? What are you producing by hiring all these people and growing government? In this manner. It's absolutely tragic. There's no doubt about it. But the the answer is not, as our last caller suggested, to put what are now illegal, uh, completely prohibited drugs into the prescription system. Mm-hmm. That may be a step in the, the right direction, but at the same time, it's not a big step because it still leaves a tremendous amount of demand in the marketplace that will not be satisfied by people going to the doctor because people that would be going to the doctor in those cases would be going to allegedly be taken off the drugs, and that does not address the people that wish to use them on a recreational basis who would still be demanding to to purchase those products and would still be relying on the black market to deliver it to them. We shared a story just a few weeks ago on this program about $70 million worth of prescription drugs being stolen from a manufacturer's facility down in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, just It was an incredible job. They, they cut through the ceiling. They rappelled down. They opened up the, uh, the back door. They had a, a big rig. They had a, at least one, if not two big rigs, because they loaded up pallets worth of this drug into the back of a, an 18-wheeler and perhaps two 18-wheelers and trucked off with them. I mean, it was an incredibly uh, movie-esque, Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, film-esque kind of uh, Hudson Hawk, use that, that term, Mark, uh, <laughs> style kind of caper. And uh, and this is something that happens because, well, you can't just walk into Walgreens and buy whatever that drug was. It was prescription, meaning to get it through legitimate channels, you have to go through the doctor. And if the doctor is, you know, not being having his neck breathed down by the DEA about that particular drug, then he which is exactly what would happen if you, uh, you know, made it so the doctors had to prescribe medicine to people from a, you know, from a medicinal standpoint to treat them for drug, uh, you know, drug addiction. That's exactly what you would happen have happened because the DEA has to do something. These government bureaucrats, unless they're actually put out of a job, uh, have to have something to do. And what they're going to do is they're going to hassle the doctors and their patients. You know, they can't even keep drugs out of prisons. What, what, I mean, we need to stop yeah, exactly. the charade here. What percentage of people you think that right now that don't do drugs would do them if they were legal? There's not a, a, not a lot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do drugs just because they were legal. If I wanted to do them now, I'd do them, but I don't exactly. because that's just not my makeup. Most people that want to uh, alter their consciousness will find a way to do so regardless of what the, what the law says. You're talking about a very small percentage of people that is out there saying, you know, I really want to try crack, but I just don't feel like it because it's illegal. I think that the concern is, is that young people will get a hold of them um, more earlier and if they are legal, and um, I can see that concern. However, They're I getting think a hold what, of them pretty early right I think now. what you need to take a look at is that currently young people in high school say it's easier to get uh, marijuana than it is to get alcohol. So they already have access to these illegal drugs right there Mm -hmm. in the public school system that you send them, uh, you 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 willingly send your kids off to. And, um, 
you know, the alcohol is actually harder for them to get. So it may very well be that uh, it's more difficult for young people to get them. Also, there won't be the the forbidden fruit aspect to where they might try things that they wouldn't otherwise try. Um, I've never drank bleach, but I have smoked crack cocaine one time. And why did I do it? Maybe it was because it was illegal and it was a bad thing to do and I had an opportunity and I did it. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. I'm, just, I'm looking around trying to find any kind of corroboration for Brent's claim earlier that over 100,000 people die from uh, illegal drugs every single year in this uh, in this country. And I just, I just can't find it. All the numbers I'm looking at here within the last uh, decade are around 18,000. Well, he, was getting, he said he was getting his numbers from uh, somebody who was in the drug treatment field. And these are the people that are most incentivized mm-hmm. to talk crap about drugs. Right, and I mean, distort the numbers. If, if you don't have a bunch of drug addicts, what do you need a bunch of drug treatment personnel for? And DEA agents. And by the way, alcohol is a pretty heavy drug. It's a pretty hard drug. It's a really dangerous, uh, addictive, and destructive uh, drug. So is nicotine. Indeed. And these are both completely legal for, uh, for most people to get their hands on. Look, people need to have the access to these uh, these narcotics because otherwise they will do whatever it takes. And if that means robbing, if that means breaking and entering, if that means stealing things, holding people up at gunpoint. I was point, in prison for nine years. I can't tell you how many people were in there for crimes that they committed to get drugs, crimes that they committed while on drugs. Uh, you know, all these, uh, you know, these ideas you know, on drugs and probably wanting to get more. Mm-hmm. Right. These, they were expensive because they were illegal. Exactly. Uh, you know, all these crimes that are drug related, and I think you'd you'd diminish a great deal of them. Yes, there are certain, uh, you know, there's there's the idea that PCP will turn someone into a madman. They'll throw 10 cops through a McDonald's window. I, I don't know about that. There probably are drugs out there that uh, that make people more violent. But I know that there's one drug in particular that makes people very violent and very dangerous, and it's called alcohol, alcohol. and it's legal. And it would be insane to call for alcohol to be prohibited again after. Right, we had that. We you know that's that's your Al Capone mafia stuff. Or or I mean, can you imagine somebody call? Can you imagine somebody making the statement? Well, I don't think alcohol should be made illegal. It should be prescription. I mean, that's all. That's essentially the same thing as what he said, except mm. in reverse for uh, drugs. Well, drugs shouldn't be legalized. They should be prescribed. Well, alcohol shouldn't be made fully illegal. It should be prescribed. I mean, this is dangerous. People are uh, hundreds of thousands, you know, thousands of people are dying every year uh, from alcohol-related uh, overdosing. I think the numbers here uh, that I saw online were something around eighty-two thousand from just uh, just overdosing. We're not talking about. Uh, we're not talking about alcohol-related uh, accidents or anything like that. So we're talking about a tremendously dangerous drug. Maybe that should be made a prescription uh, drug. You have to go to the doctor to get your prescription for a six-pack. How ludicrous does that sound? Doesn't that just sound absolutely absurd? You, you say to yourself, what? That's crazy. I can handle my alcohol. I know how to go out and get my own six-pack, and I can drink responsibly. I don't need to go to the doctor. Well, same thing for a lot of people that use cannabis and, and uh, other drugs out there, uh, LSD and ecstasy. A lot of people are using them on on a responsible basis, using them on a recreational basis, and they don't need to go and pay $100 to they see don't some need, gatekeeper. They don't need your laws to turn them into criminals. All right, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, because that's all the doctor is in that role in many cases. Free talk live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. You can enjoy our webcam. It is free over at cam.freetalklive.com. You can also interact with other Free Talk Live listeners as our chat room is right there on the same page for you over at cam.freetalklive.com. 90% of your child's brain develops in the first five years of life. Do you want to wait until kindergarten to start teaching them to read? We got my son a great kit called Monkey See, Monkey Do, and he loves it. After the first day, he was saying words he hadn't said before. You can get it at babyreadingkit.com. I recommend this for you and your child. It's babyreadingkit.com. And Jack really has just, you know, it's been a language explosion in the last week in my house. And I, I, I have to, you know, to some extent, credit it to the Monkey See, Monkey Do videos at babyreadingkit.com. All right, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. As we continue, we take your phone calls about anything. Dave is listening in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, the drug war is is only because the greedy bastards that run our country are corrupt. I want to say bad words, but I can't, so... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. And, uh... And that's the reason why we fight the drug war, because they're worth billions of dollars being illegal. And it proves it because we spend millions of dollars on the Marines surrounding the poppy fields over there in Afghanistan. And we don't don't do nothing to the poppy fields because the poor farmers got nothing else to grow. But yet we spend millions of dollars here in this country to break into people's poor people's houses here that got nothing else to sell so they sell little pot so they bust in the house and they shoot innocent grandmas because they forgot to check the number on the house and they 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 chalk it up as oh it's a the war on drugs these greedy hey, bastards. It's just collateral damage. Just someone's grandma. No They're big greedy deal. bastards that should rot in hell. The drug war is just a corrupt way for the corrupt people, man. That's all it is. Thank you, and David, for the call tonight. As no. always, appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. In fact, the corruption is not just about the government and, and what, the, what the drug war does doesn't just create corruption within the government. It also just corrupts other people as well. In many cases, the people that are against legalizing drugs aren't just government people, and not, they're not just the brainwashed masses either. Sometimes the drug dealers themselves are, in, in many cases, against the idea of legalization. They like it. 
the fact that drugs are illegal. There are sure. tremendous how, profits. How in the world are they going to make profits like that doing anything They'd else? They'd have to work a lot harder. I mean, you could still make profits. I'm telling you, Mark, marijuana is popular enough. You could still make a lot of money selling uh, selling drugs in the legal marketplace, but there'd be more competition. You wouldn't make as much money They don't on make that much product. on a bottle of aspirin. I can tell you that. A generic bottle of aspirin, what, 500 pills or no. something like that for a buck fifty that they sell at the, the local drugstore. But they sell volume, and those companies that are manufacturing those drugs, you can better believe, are still making likely millions of dollars every single year. So the money is there, the demand is there, it's just that there won't be as much money. Uh, and you'll have more open competition in the legal marketplace, so you'd have to lower your prices, meaning you won't make as much, uh, you, you know, you're not going to necessarily make as much money on uh, the product that you're selling. In many cases, a pound of marijuana can sell upwards of $5,000 at the wholesale level on the black market. That's that's at a wholesale price. That's if you're buying a pound of it, then you end up, you know, breaking that down into smaller parts and making more money. And $5,000. Go into your bag salad section and look at what a uh, you know, 16 ounce bag of salad costs. Look at look at uh, tobacco and then take that's out the, good take out the taxes out of it. Actually, leave the taxes in cuz they'll probably tax marijuana as, yeah. as heavily as they tax tobacco. But if you look at just dry tobacco leaf and then bucks. consider that tobacco is harder to cure. It takes longer. I mean, it's the curing process. Yeah. Tobacco is a weed, too. It's the curing process that makes uh, tobacco taste the way it tastes. So um, marijuana it doesn't require the same kind of curing. It's just a drying process. So it's probably going to be less costly to produce than even tobacco. Nick Gillespie over at Reason.com, just to insert here, uh, as California California voters ponder whether to vote for marijuana legalization via ballot initiative this fall, at least one group is wary of changing the legal status of cannabis. Pot growers, who like the current system just fine. According to, let's see, what's the website? CNBC.com. If California legalizes marijuana, say black market growers, it will drive down the price of their crop and damage not just their livelihoods, but the entire economy along Mm -hmm. the state's rugged northern coast. Now, that is ludicrous. That is an absolutely economically ignorant statement to say. The idea that if the marijuana trade goes legal, that the black market is eliminated, as is being proposed in California. They're talking about there is a ballot uh, initiative this fall that will... California voters will vote to legalize marijuana. The black marketeers are saying, oh, my God, this is going to devastate the economy. No, it's not. It'll just make your business tougher for the users, for the consumers, the majority of the people in that particular marketplace, the people that are buying the pot. They'll have more money to spend on other things. Right. So, so other spending, people will get more money. Right. So That's instead crime. of spending 60 bucks, and there's not a whole lot of crime around the marijuana trade, but that is still a true statement, Wayne. Uh, the, but instead of spending $60 or $120 on a quarter of, uh, of marijuana, which tends to be what Price, a lot of prices can range in depending on the quality of the uh, the product. They might be spending, I don't know, I'm speculating here, let's say a tenth of the price. They might be spending 6 to $12. And, uh, and so that means they have an extra dozens of dollars that they can go and they can buy baby food with or they can buy diapers with or they can buy you know a, a meal out or something like that. They, that's money they can put into other areas of their life. It's not going to hurt the economy at all. It's good for it. That would be great for people, many of whom are uh, poor. 
a lot of uh, drug users are on the the lower end of the spectrum. Though certainly plenty of, of rich are. people, plenty of rich people use drugs. It's just they're not as squeezed for uh, for money. Mm-hmm. So when you've got a poor person paying sixty bucks for a bag of weed versus a rich person paying sixty bucks for a bag of weed, it makes more of a hit on the monthly budget of the poor person. So for poor people, for middle middle class people that are drug users, that are recreational drug users, it'll be an incredible boon to them because they'll have more disposable income with which they can spend on more uh, luxuries or more savings or whatever it is they want. But anyway, the the, the producers don't have to worry about, you know, if it becomes illegal, uh, legal rather, they don't have to worry about being busted. They don't care, Wayne. They, they don't. They're not worried, obviously, because they're they're making a stink about this. According to the CNBC, they say the legalization of marijuana will be the single most devastating economic event in the long boom and bust history of Northern California. Said a Humboldt County radio host, a musician who said her involvement with marijuana has been mostly limited to smoking it for the past 40 years. Well. Oh, now, now she's talking about a specific geographic area, and this may very well be true. Um, I mean, you know, if Humboldt County, and I believe they have, mm-hmm. has invested very thoroughly in, um, and many people in Humboldt County have invested thoroughly in in the production of marijuana, then um, they may they may see uh, diminished returns. I, I I can't say exactly how the marketplace will work. Let's not forget that um, I, I'm sure some of their marijuana is creeping outside of the state of California too. So I don't I, I don't know. If they can grow with impunity then you know what's the big deal? Yeah, sell it to Nevada, sell it to uh, Oregon, sell it to Washington. Uh, legalizing people in those states. Uh, legalizing any product will almost certainly reduce its price according to reason, even though even <laughs> even if you factor in heavy vice or excise tax, which will be attached, likely be attached to the legal weed, and it will definitely encourage more people to start growing and selling pot, increasing supply, and driving down prices. So we can all understand why pot growers might be nervous at the prospect of legalization, and hopefully they can understand why their fears about competition are no more compelling than those of any other producer in a free market economy. You know, I'm sure that the uh, the blacksmiths and the farriers didn't like the idea of cars when they came along either. Exactly. I mean, there mm-hmm. there were statements like, "Oh, you can't, oh my God, these these cars are causing our young people to go off by themselves and make out in the back seat." I mean, and uh, there were the complaints that uh, people would, "Oh, a man can't go faster than 25 miles an hour; it'll drive the air out of his lungs." I mean, all these crazy <laughs> yeah. nonsensical things that people said before the automobile came along. And come on, it's progress. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. It's just so sad seeing people who should know better, people in the black market who should know better, advocating that they keep the black market, advocating that if the next day comes around, if the uh, the day after legalization opportunity comes around and it fails, and they get their door kicked in, their home raided, and their, their family torn apart, that they think it would all have been worth it? More coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call. If you make it now to 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that is freetalklive.com. We do have our uh, wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com, edit virtually anything you see. Also, if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Jump on for uh, as little as 3 bucks a month with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. FreeTalkLive.com. You'll get perks like access to the Amp Only call in lines, the Amp Only podcast, and more. Amp.FreeTalkLive.com. Continuing with your phone calls, Ben is in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ben. Hi, guys. Ben, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, I was just uh, talking about the drug war here in Dave, steal my thunder over here. I personally know Marines who've been over there to Afghanistan. I know a guy's going back for his eighth tour, Special Forces, and they're not destroying poppies over there. If anything, they're guarding them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure <laughs> and guess who's over there with them all? Guess who's over there with them all? Of uh, the Iran Contra. Mm-hmm. Ollie North. Our good friend Ollie North. Over there overseeing everything. But uh, well, anyways, I don't well, really the, believe The U.S. Heroin. military has been known for a long time. Uh, members of the military have been uh, d- notorious for a long time and for decades uh, for bringing drugs back from other countries, using their military connections and things like that to uh, to ship things in. That's you know, that's kind of old news. Well, but, yeah, America, American Gangster. It's happening all over sure, again. Sure, sure. American Gangster is <laughs> a great movie and based on a true ago. story. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, anyways, California, I mean, I don't think how people really know how the drug trade is really supporting the world's economies. And I think uh, to see legalizing everything would just put everything even into a more depression because I think these people have cross, uh, cross-invested this, this drug profit into other businesses. Oh, yeah. So that I think we're all going to take a hit if it gets legalized. No, that, that doesn't, it just doesn't make sense what you're saying. You're, you're saying that some of the drug dealers have invested money in some businesses? No, not so- drug dealers. We're talking about big-time big time people. What are you we're talking, talking about? people that are responsible for the trade, not not the guys selling pot in California that grew right. in Right, you're backyard. talking about the, the, and the you're talking about a relatively small group of people. I mean, when you when you're talking about the upper levels of uh, of drug dealing, that's what I'm re- I was that's what I was referencing was the uh, the Pablo yeah. Escobars of the world. You're talking about a relatively yeah. small group of people, and sure they have investments, and would their would their businesses have a tough time in the absence of their illicit profits from the war on drugs? Right. Maybe, but yeah. so what? Yeah, Who right. cares? That, 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 that that doesn't stand to reason, and here's the and here's the reason. Um, now, if would the would the United States economy come crumbling down if Americans suddenly found a uh, new cheap energy source to run their vehicles and their homes on? Um, yeah, I think it would. I think You're wrong. Not suddenly, Americans would have more money. Anything, no. If oil's not worth anything. Then the people that have the oil are poor, right? Um, so <laughs> businessmen will be out of some money, right? Who cares? So they, those same people yeah, that I'm have some money. About, I'm not talking about pot here, guys. Come on, we're talking about heroin. I'm Tell talking about it all. I'm heroin. talking about economics. What? Yeah, you, but you can't, you can't, you can't group heroin and pot together. Come on. Wait, well, I thought heroin, we were talking. What, what's a good use for heroin besides Dude. to? 
put someone out. Fucking, it's all. Oh, we've got to let you go. Sorry, you are listening. You are on a uh, talk radio program on the radio, and unfortunately, our delay was not operating. Great. Uh, anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can put pot and heroin into the same category when you're talking about economics. It's the same way I can talk about uh, inter- cheap energy sources and uh, you know compare that to Americans being able to produce their own drugs in their backyard by growing marijuana or whatever it is they want to do, and then having money um, of their own to you know do what they want in the marketplace it's uh it's absolutely ludicrous the idea that our economy would come crumbling down um, because, because we some created businesses failed a, a cheap right. energy source yes the people who have energy would suddenly be uh, you know oil would be left with something worthless but those people have lots of money they and if they wanted to invest that money in something else they would mm. do that and they would provide another service in the mar- marketplace and we would all be benefited uh, because of that well, you know what happens really is the illegal drug trade, what it does is it siphons money off from the local economies into a more central place. And it's been documented over many decades now that the big banks, the big, and even Wall Street have laundered tens of billions, if not more, dollars uh, through their system. And these are the profits from illegal drugs. So if, if drugs were legal, yes, those that money wouldn't go through the stock market anymore. Maybe the stock market would go down a little bit or, or flatten out. But uh, we would all have more money in our pockets because we wouldn't be Absolutely. paying for judges and extra police. And people who use drugs wouldn't be paying higher prices. So the whole idea of a free market economy is you have to localize as much as possible. You have to keep uh, the money in people's hands individually and stop th- paying money out to middlemen bureaucrats who then give it back to you. A small, small percentage of it, too. 800-259-9231. If some people's businesses went under because of legalization, some uh, drug kingpins businesses where they launder money or whatever, go out of business, cry me a river. Mm-hmm. The drug users will have more money in their pocket, and that means more money to go around and be spent on other businesses and other products and other services, products and services that they otherwise would buy if they didn't have to pay you know, $120 for, uh, for their drug habit every single week or whatever their habit might cost them. Uh, it's just ludicrous to say that that is somehow going to uh, destroy the economy. Let's continue with Paul listening in Charleston to WVTS. Hello, Paul. You're on Free Talk Live. Paul. Listening to WVTS in Charleston. Going yep. once. Hello, Paul. Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I honestly believe that uh, if recreational drugs were legalized, um, <clears throat> the crime rate in this country would go down drastically. It's true. And there's and why can't the people in charge see that? Because it's profitable to have drugs be illegal. Well, I mean, they, there's people they benefiting off. from it. Yeah, right. There's, and, and there's two f- gra- groups of people that benefit from drugs being illegal. People in the government and people who deal illegal drugs. Right. They feed off of it. The government bureaucrats, uh, especially the police, they feed off the existence of the war on drugs. It, it allows them to increase the size of their budgets. Uh, one of the major ways they do that is through asset forfeiture. So if they pop somebody for having a couple bags of weed in their car, they can take their car and they can take the car to an auction and they can sell it. And then they get thousands of dollars for their for their budget for that year. You know, what's, what really bothers me, uh, I smoke pot. Mm-hmm. Um, in the seventies, when I was in back in high school, I'm in my fifties now. A bag of weed was twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now a bag's one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. Now who's who's getting that money? Well, part of it is inflation uh, to some extent, uh, but who's getting it? All yeah, the middlemen it, down it, the line, uh, because it doesn't cost that much to grow. No, it, it certainly you know, doesn't. If they would just legalize it here in West Virginia. 
I'd grow my own. Absolutely. I can guarantee you a lot of it is being grown right now in West Virginia. In fact, every state. <laughs> it is. It's, the, it's usually it's still, the number one or number two. $120. Yeah, it's, it's usually it's, the number one or two cash crop. In uh, in any given state, it's incredibly uh, lucrative. Also, um, there's been there's yeah, been increased uh, you know uh, increase in the areas of, of production. Um, wheat is uh, stronger; it's better produced. People uh, you know grow it hydroponically in their house now. That in, that 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 uh, you know is is another reason why the good wheat has gone up. Well, to answer your question in a little more detail, uh, Paul, as far as where that hundred and twenty dollars goes. Uh, presuming you're not getting it from a grower or between one person and a grower, uh, you know, the grower and the grower's distributor and into you. It's very unusual that most people get that. Usually it passes through several hands before it gets to the end user. Uh, so it's it's just going to whoever it is that's passing it. And usually the person uh, passing it wants to make it worth their while because, well, they're taking a tremendous risk. They're risking jail time over doing the business that they do. And so therefore they have to mark it up appropriately to account for that risk. And that's why a pound of marijuana ends up being sold for $5,000 rather than, say, 50 uh, because literally they're they're increasing their markups by thousands of percents that they can they can only get away with because of the black market because these uh, these well, products are illegal. Yeah, back back in the seventies, I could get a pound from uh, someone in New Mexico for like eighty dollars, and now wow. my God, like you said, you know the pound's five thousand dollars. It's ridiculous, and if they just would legalize not just pot but Everything, crack, whatever. The the criminals, the crime rate would drop dramatically. There's if they no would doubt. Just, just Ta- get the government the heck out of it. Honest cops. Am I allowed to, am I allowed to say heck? You absolutely are. Heck and I you thank can you, say. <laughs> thank you for the call tonight, Paul. I appreciate hearing from you. You talk to any cops uh, about robberies in the area, about uh, people being held up, uh, cars being broken into, and if they catch the person. They will tell you. They will talk to that person. They will find out what was your motivation. Why did you do this? And they will find out. I I wanted to get a hit of crack, or I wanted to get you know another uh, a pa- packet of meth. And that's why people are doing crimes out there yeah. for the most part. Seriously, talk to the cops. They'll tell you if they're being honest. Especially property crimes. Yeah. Hey, it's been Ian with you and Wayne and Mark. We'll return tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.